Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Hello everyone, my name is Lerato Ranamani and welcome to the Jesus Cast podcast with Joseph M. Yes, I'm a guest speaker (laughs) for a series that I'll be doing for the next four weeks, which is titled Seek First. I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited to be back (laughs) and a bit nervous, I won't lie, but as we've learned from the last series, you know, when God calls you, do not disqualify yourself. So come, go with your knaves and yeah, do the most. Share the gospel of God, which is what I'm doing today. So I'm super excited. And yeah, let's get into it. So now, Bazalwan, uh, coming to this, this, this title or this series, um, the title of this series, it was not a decision that I basically just, that basically came overnight, so to say. So beginning of the year, I decided to join a fast at church and I had not really properly fasted. I think the first time I tried fasting was about two years, no, not two years ago, man, maybe five years ago, six years ago. And even then, I did not proper, properly go through it and properly do it because I wasn't in the right mindset to do it. But after understanding the, 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 the meaning of, of a fast and not it being about manipulating God, but it's being about, you know, surrendering all and everything and saying, I am taking this time and consecrating myself to seek God and to hear from God. After getting that revelation, for me, it really transformed me. So beginning of the year, went on a fast. And then it happened, Uba, um, one of my friends, because I didn't tell my friends, Kaloku, the Bible says, when you're fasting, <laughs> you must say your Vaseline and no one should see that you're fasting. So I didn't tell my friends. So it happened that one of my friends brought me a nice marinated chicken. Uh, that one was nice, guys. And... Shem, knowing what I had committed to, I wasn't going to eat it. I don't know why I didn't decline there and there, but I took it. So I took it and then I kept it. So I was like, okay, no, the following day I'm going to pick and pay to, you know, I think I was going to buy stationery. So I was like, okay, if I meet someone by the side of the road that's asking for food, then I'll give it to them. Sharp, no problem. Following day, I walked to, to pick and pay. I keep looking for people and I'm even close to pick and pay, but I don't see anyone. Usually, uh, if you're in Cape Town around Randabosh, Mowbray, you know that there's always people asking for food. But that time there was no one. It was a hot, sunny, perfect Cape Town day, <laughs> but there was no one. And then eventually, as I was crossing the road, I saw this other man with a pen and a paper. He was sitting down next to a school close to pick and pay. So I was like, okay, let me go to this person. Perfect God, you've shown me someone to give the food to. So I went to this man and yeah, 
I was like, hi, sir, do you mind if I give you this? And he was super excited. Now, I thought it was going to be a quick, okay, I give him and then I pass with my life. Um, only to find that actually this person has a message for me. <laughs> so he was drawing a Mercedes Benz. Guys, if you know me, me, I love Mercedes. I love that German brand. So it was, I was intrigued, like instantly I was intrigued. I was like, oh, you can draw. You drawing a Mercedes Benz. He was like, yes, I'm drawing this. And then he said, yo, really, thank you so much for what you're doing. And you know what? You should seek first the kingdom of God. Mind you, this is a complete stranger. He's not even holding the Bible. And yeah, I was shook. I was really shook. Because the previous two nights I had read the Bible, I was paging through my Bible and I landed exactly on Matthew 6.33. And yeah, that that surprised me. So now that has, since that time, been my scripture for the year. Hence, I'm making it a series now because God has revealed to me the areas of my life personally that need to seek Him, that I need to dedicate um, to him, you know, sometimes as Christians, we are like, we make plans and we ask God to bless them. Eh? You, you find your boyfriend who date my family or speed dating my blind date. <laughs> and you know exactly, okay, this is not the person that God asked for you, but you like them. So you're like, ah, God, please, man, just bless this union. Knowing exactly that you did not hear from God for, for this person. So it was like, a journey for me and it's been it still is a journey for me of me dedicating most of the things to god and so as i was preparing for this series i felt it deep down in my heart Hore, you know lerato you're talking about seeking god and dedicating things to god but in actual fact there are so many people that are disappointed in god there are so many people that do not trust god there are so many people that so many things have happened in their lives and God has allowed those things to happen. Uh, possibly you just lost your job and now your family was depending on you. You were the only breadwinner and God has allowed that. Some people were unfairly dismissed at work. Some people were retrenched. You are a student. You know, you've been serving God for such a long time. Even going to church, paying your tithes, you know, living in, in purity. And although you stumble, but you've been able to pick yourself up. And people know you as Umtanagatiko. Some of you have even called Umamfundis. <laughs> by your friends that some of them don't even go to church and you feel like but god do i even deserve the tribulations that i'm going through i'm going through depression i'm going through anxiety and that's the last thing i was expecting from you god because you said man you you know the plans that you have for me and your plans are to prosper me but it doesn't look like it god so so i I really battled with this with this topic honestly. I really battled with it because I got glimpses and and pictures of people that are really disappointed in God and there's so many things. This world is so great. Many of us have been so through so many things. Like if you sit down with someone and you ask them, Hey, share your story, <laughs> you'll be surprised and you'll wonder 
how is this person still surviving how is this person still breathing and so and so i want you to know that even in the midst of all of that that you're going through god is hearing you and i am pretty sure that god is bringing this message as a comfort as comfort and as reassurance that he loves you and he cares about you and even though you might feel like him asking you to seek him first is is unwarranted because you put him first but at some point you felt like he disappointed you or at some point you felt like he did not put you first you know he prospers so many people that do not go to church or he prospers so many people that are doing bad things um but you feel like when uh, god hasn't put you first so god is here to remind you and affirm his love and so before we get deep into this um yeah so i would like us to start with prayer <laughs> i was already deep in preaching guys i'm so sorry <laughs> but your heavenly father thank you so much for this day thank you for your love and your grace your mercy that 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 is surrounding us lord every single day lord god you have made you've made us go through so much and so many of these things we've been able to pass through them lord god um when we look back we see situations that we got into and we were able to get out of them where people said you can't get out of them Lord, you've been with us, Lord, and you've protected us. And even in the midst of our disappointment, Father, we are here today to hear what you are saying to us. And we are here, Father, to cry out to you and say, Lord God, may you deliver us from the spirit of anxiety. May you deliver us from the spirit of worrying, Father. May you deliver us from the spirit of not trusting you father god but may you also give us a reason lord god enough for us to trust you and to believe in you and to seek you lord god and father we also ask that you where we have sinned that you forgive us father god that you do not punish us for the sins of our parents and for the sins of our grandmothers and for the sins of whoever we have associated with father god but may you wash us with the blood of jesus christ and make us start on a clean slate and so father we dedicate ourselves anew unto you father god and we 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 surrender all unto you god open our eyes open our ears lord may we hear from you in the name of jesus christ i pray amen <clears throat> so Bazalwani, um the first scripture that i want us to go to it's basically the one that i was talking about about seeking first the kingdom of god uh we see the scripture in the four gospels is it the four other four gospels i'm not sure in matthew we said in matthew um chapter 6 verse 33 it says but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness by his no seek first his kingdom and his righteousness that means god and all these things shall be given to you. We also see the very same verse in Luke chapter 12, um, verse 31. It says the same thing. But seek first his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. Now, if you go back to the, to the scripture, because it's important, guys, as we're reading through the Bible to get really context of what is being spoken about 
you know how 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 like mkozi where you don't know the context you know your friend is just talking but you don't know the people they are talking about you don't even know the context so even with the bible uh we need context so the basis of the scripture is jesus talking to his disciples and the title is titled do not worry and he talks about people that worry about what to eat he says therefore i tell you do not worry about your life what you eat about your body what you will wear for life is more than food and the body more than clothes he says consider the ravens which are the birds they do not sow or reap they have no storeroom or burn yet god feeds them and how much more vulnerable valuable i mean are you more than birds who are you to who who of you by worrying will add a single hour to your life since you cannot do this very little thing why do you worry about the rest mm. consider how the wild flowers so he talks about how he clothes the wild the wild flowers and as you continue at first verse 29 it says and do not oh verse 28 if that is how the Lord clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all these things. By pagan world, he means um, basically the world of the, the enemy, the devil. It runs after all these things, but your father knows what you need. Verse 31, the famous scripture, but seek first his kingdom and these things will be given to you. Amen. So now Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking about uh, people that worry about, you know, food, um, what to wear. And these are like simple, simple and little things. Um, in comparison to most of the things that we worry about in this day and age, but Jesus is also making an example of these little these little things that we sometimes worry about. And it's like, granted, yes, you might not have a job, but do not worry. <laughs> granted, um, your clothes are probably torn, or you're starting a new job. Yes, God, I prayed for this job. You promised me this job, but I do not have clothes to go to to work the petrol prices are going up ridiculous and god i'm supposed to continue with this purpose and this ministry of doing what you call me to do but how am i supposed to survive in such a world where everything is against me but god is still saying do not worry because worrying won't add anything <laughs> it won't it won't add anything but rather seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. How do we do that? We'll, we'll, we'll break it down. But for now, I, I, I want to give examples of, of biblical references of people that have been disappointed in God. Um, people that feel like, yo, my circumstances are bad. Like my circumstance is bad. It's so bad. And you know, I don't think anyone can relate to this, um, but trust me, there's so many, so many examples in the Bible of people that have been 
disappointed in God or had a reason to be disappointed in God. The first example that we'll look at is in John chapter 11. And it's the famous story of Lazarus. Lazaro. Narimisa Lazaro. Some of you call him Lazarus. But it doesn't matter because we're talking about the same person. So this is a one of the most preached about stories in the Bible. And it's super interesting. Even how John explains this, because I'm reading from John chapter 11. Even how John, John explains it. It's so interesting. From verse 1, it says, Now a man named Lazarus was ill. He was from Bethany, a village of Mary and her sister Martha. Verse 2, This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay ill, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So now, uh, John is giving us a preview of what to expect because in chapter 12 they talk about mary pouring oil while martha is busy doing wife material duties <laughs> in the kitchen mary runs um to jesus and pours oil on his on his feet and wipes the oil with her hair so now john is giving context of which mary to look up for this hasn't happened at this stage this is yet to happen right so chapter three no verse three so the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is ill. Emphasis on the one you love. So many of us, <laughs> we have lost confidence in that. Especially if you've been disappointed, guys. Here I'm talking to people that have been disappointed. If you haven't, you, if, if you haven't been disappointed, then possibly you may have not experienced a point where you questioning God's love but here I'm talking about someone that has been severely disappointed I am like God you allowed me to grow up and be raised by my uncle who later molested me you are a person that has um, seen yourself getting into relationships and and for some for some reason you believe strongly that God allowed you to get into those relationships and they torn you apart they they broke you so much that now you do not see the essence of being in a relationship you do not understand it and 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 for you men are trash women are evil it's all of these things so it's it's really difficult to grasp being loved by god in such an instance so this is so profound that the sister is mentioning this it says, Lord, the one that you love is ill. And possibly maybe the sister is saying, sorry, someone tried calling me. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> possibly the sister is, is also saying, God, maybe if I remind you that you love me, or if I remind you of your word, then you will pay attention to my situation. You know, you know, as kids, there are times when we would cry, not 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 because of anything, but because of attention, so that we can remind the person that, hey, Mfondin, you said you love me, <laughs> so I need your attention. So now, the sister is saying, the one that you love is ill. Now, hear the response of Jesus. He says, 
this illness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory of God so that God's son may be glorified through this. If if it was modern day, uh, if it was a modern day situation, some of you would have said, "Hey, Mother Jesus, you are very dismissive." Hey, I'm, or you don't have a sense of agency. I'm coming here with an urgent issue, and when are you telling me that this is not going to result in death? But I'm telling you, this person is going to die. This person is on his death bed nothing can save him except for you but jesus is reassuring them he says this illness will not end in death no it is for god's glory that the son may be glorified through this one thing that i love about god is that you know even though tina's got and can be shaken situations because god has already walked before us god has already walked the future he has been in the past, present, and he's also in the future. That's why he says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. He knows He knows everything. And and some situations don't shake God. It doesn't matter how dire they seem. Some situations, they really don't terrify God. That's why the Bible says, nothing is impossible with God. Uh, she's one of the musicians. She said, nothing shall be impossible with God. And therefore, God shall not act out of fear. God shall not act out of, out of uh, anxiety. So this is a perfect response from a God. But if you're expecting a response from man, you'd totally get a different response. But from God, it is perfect and it is justifiable. So chapter chapter 5, verse 1. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Very important to know the stance of Jesus in this point, at this point in time. Chapters, no, verse 6. Yo, guys, sorry for saying chapter. <laughs> verse 6. So when they heard Lazarus was ill, they stayed where he was two more days. White empire, man. <laughs> White empire. He, he was supposed to be rushing. That was the expectation. At least, he was supposed to be rushing, but Jesus says, Hi, chill guys. Paulani, keep calm. Bobby Pondo, I am staying here for two more days. I know, I know my mission. I'm not going to be triggered and moved by your urgency. Um, and so it's good to know sometimes as believers that our urgency is not God's urgency. That's why in, 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 in life as Christians, we must understand that God does not conform to time. He will never conform to time. Some of us have goals that we've set, um, saying by, maybe by 24 I should be married, or by by 23 I should have my first car, or after my first year of marriage I should have kids. But God does not conform to time. Time conforms to God. Hence, even in the scripture he says, there's no point seeking these things, seeking time, seeking money, seeking everything. These things, they conform to me. If you come to me, I will reward you with these things. Amen. So this is also another reminder to say, guys, it doesn't matter how urgent you feel something is. If God is not moving in it, wait upon the Lord. It says, the scripture in, in Isaiah says, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. There is power in waiting. There is power 
in the wait in and in the waiting there is power in 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 trusting god entirely when sight sense and all these other senses don't make sense there is power in just saying god i'm giving everything to you that's why the bible says we walk by faith and not by sight your senses sometimes are the reason why you are so confused honestly your senses are uh, <laughs> your senses are so confusing because god sees what we do not see our eyes are limited you don't have eyes at the at your back <laughs> you don't have ears in front of your head our senses are limited and so um in, in this in this case jesus is like i'm gonna chill i'm gonna wait for two more days right um where are we okay and then he told his disciples let's go back to judea then they said but rabbi a short while ago the jews were trying to stone you yet you are going back jesus answered are there are there not 12 hours in a day anyone who walks in the day and time will not stumble for they see by the world's light it is when a person walks at night that they stumble for they do not have light this is also another sermon for another day you know the difference between day and light darkness and light um, um verse 11 he says after he had said this to them he went on to tell them our friend lazarus has fallen asleep but i am I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking about his death, but they did not realize. Okay. So verse verse 12. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there. So that you may believe, but let us go to him. <laughs> he said, I'm glad I was not there. Lazarus is dead. And I'm thrilled that I was not there. God's plans. God's plans. God's plans. God's plans. He says, this is for, this is for you to, that you may believe. So sometimes you go through situations thinking over there about you. And they're not about you. They are for other people. Sometimes God takes you through situations where the testimonies are going to be the transforming power for your brother that is not saved and they're going to be the transforming power for your kids your upcoming kids that that will be facing life difficulties and you will need to tell that testimony and say hey this is what god got me through sometimes it's not even about you it's always about god's glory so so be reminded even till today but it doesn't matter what am i going through it's about god's glory so now if you continue reading this chapter it's quite a lovely one i really advise um that you read it um as you as you proceed now jesus gets to where lazarus is and the sisters they come to him and they still they 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 tell him hurry Muna, we've been we've been waiting. Our brother is, is dead. 
he's, he's, he's dead. Um, so we are wondering, are you here to do that? Or are you here to, what, what are you here to do? And Jesus replied, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. He asks, do you believe this? What Jesus is saying basically is, I am not bringing the solution. I am the solution. Remember, Ulazaro is, is dead. At this point, two things can either happen. We can just continue and all life goes on. Or he can be resurrected from death. Um, so now Jesus is saying, I am the resurrection. I am what you are seeking for in this situation. Remember, there was a time um, Jesus was talking to Moses as he was about to go to Egypt. And he says, what should I tell? What, what, who should I tell them who sent me? Who should I say sent me? And he says, tell them the I am has sent me. What Jesus, what, what God was saying in that situation, he was like, whatever it is that you are seeking, Nina, my Israel, I am it. If you guys are looking for a rescuer, I am it. If you're looking for a provider, I am also that. If Lazarus, you are looking for a resurrection, I am the resurrection. And you know, this, it, it shifts the mindset because sometimes we go to God asking for solutions, but we not, we do not want him. We want what he brings, but we do not want him. So Jesus is taking a stance and, and he's reminding them, Hore, even before I do this miracle, just know, Hore, this is me. <laughs> I am offering myself in this case. You guys are looking for resurrection, but look for me first because I am the resurrection. And because this is going to be important after getting the miracle. Hore, now who do you give glory? Do you give glory to the situation or do you give glory to me? And so many of us guys, we have played God to be quite honest because there are certain things that we prayed for God has given us. After receiving them, we glorify those things. We don't glorify God. Still yet to talk about this. I think the next episode about how we sideline God in, in everything that we do. But it's always important, guys, as believers and as people that want to get into this thing of Christianity, whether you, you've, you are not saved yet saved or not, to remember that here we are not serving a God that brings solutions. We are serving a God that is the solution. We are not serving a God that is wanting to milk us to get things done. When he said, it is finished, it is done, it was that. He is the Alpha, he's the Omega. He's already been through the history of time. He has already done everything. And so this is the type of God that we're talking about in this instance. And as you continue, guys, so that I do not prolong this thing, as you continue reading this this miracle, you see how 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 Jesus feels deeply, and he goes into his human 
his, his human sense as God himself. He goes into his human sense. And one of the shortest, shortest verses is, is verse 35. Jesus wept. Barry, he saw, he saw the weeping of, of, of one of the sisters. He saw their spirits and he felt for them. And I want to assure you this tonight or this morning, whenever you're listening to this, that Jesus hears you, Jesus sees you, and he feels, he feels for you. He is in there with you. He feels for you. Reminds me of, of a, a story that we were once told. Um, so I think a couple of years ago, I was at church and one of our pastors told us a story of a man that was in the presence of God. So now this man had two pictures in the presence of God. I don't know if we print it or but he had two pictures, right? The first picture was a picture of two sets of footsteps. The second one only had one set of footsteps. So now this person is in the presence of God and he's like, God, look at the first picture. Do you see the first picture? This was when life was good. Everything was excelling. Hashtag soft lifey. Hashtag nipilimpilo. Hashtag This was the type of life I was living. At this time, I was excelling in everything. Everything was good. If Nothing could, could have ever gone wrong in this. And that was the season of joy basically he's like this was the time when everything was going well you were walking with me because there's two sets of foot, footsteps here here's mine here's yours and then he takes um god to the to the other picture with the with only one set of footsteps he's like but god here i was going through it i was going through the most if you are closer you will say i I was going, I was going through a lot. All the tribulations of life had hit me and you were not there. You had left me at this point. And God being God, he possibly had him. I don't know. The pastor didn't really say. I'm just adding my own argument. <laughs> he possibly had this person. And then he says, you are right. The first picture was when you were going through the greatest season of your life. Everything was prospering. If, if, if you were a farmer, maybe possibly there was so much harvest that it was overflowing. You were even giving to other people. Life was good. But he says, with this second picture, you are wrong. Here, you were going through a lot. Life was so difficult. And you know what, my son? It was during this time that I was carrying you on my back. You see the set of foot, footprints that you are seeing? These are my footprints because you were on my back. Assurance, assurance, assurance of God's love. When we are in the midst of our weakness and our tribulations and our trials, is Zimozonke's city. No, no, no. All the doors are closing. He sticks closer than a brother. 
that's why Paul says, that's why I'll rejoice in my, in my weakness for your power, for, for, for your, for your strength, for my strength is made powerful in your weakness and possibly misquoting, mis, misquoting Paul. But he's saying, in my weakness, your power arises and it gives me strength. And so I will boast in my weakness because you are closer to me. You are there. You are there. You never leave my side. And this is also affirmation for and confirmation for people that are going through a lot where you feel like God is not there. He is there. He is there. How, how are you able to make the next day if God is not there? How are you able to breathe? You still have your nostrils. Some people use ventilators, but you are able to breathe. He is still there. Yes, there might not be groceries or, or whatever, but maybe there's two slices of bread and you are still surviving. He is there. You know, there are people that are possibly where you want to be, rich and all of that. They suffer anxiety. They, they can't sleep without anxiety medication. They can't sleep with with because of the troubles of whatever season they're in. But God's grace and mercy and favor is upon you. There are so many people I was reflecting on my life and saying, Yo, God, you are so good. There are so many people that I, that I sometimes say, Yo, I wish I was this person. But if I were to step in their footsteps, I would see, Yo, this person has carried so much burden that I can't even handle. And so, they say, as in God gives you the burden that's, 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 that you can handle. But God doesn't give burden. God doesn't burden us. Life burdens us. We are where we are, unfortunately, Basalwani, and we're facing whatever it is that we're facing because of the hardships of life. This is a result of sin. This is a byproduct of sin. This is a byproduct of what happened at the garden when humans disobeyed God. God had promised us eternal life on earth. We're supposed to subdue, take authority. We're not supposed to even suffer the way we are suffering. This is a byproduct of sin, the sin that, that we entered as a result of disobedience to God. And it is unfortunate. doesn't mean God doesn't have power to transform situations, but because of the world that we have entered, God is working this journey with us. We are like glasses that are broken. Now we want God to pour juice and make us drink from broken glasses. God still needs to transform us. Our flesh is sinful. Our flesh is sinful. And as a result of our flesh being sinful and our world being corrupted, because we are still living in this world, it's not yet the new world. We're still living in this world. We can only rely in the power of God and even if situations are not working out and even if you feel like but God has power and God has authority to 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 take me through this thing evaluate or yes God has power but what is God trying to show me through my situation and where is God taking me God is making the best of every situation and has he say all things are working for the good of those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose we are going to look at another example before we close. Because I feel like maybe some of us feel like, ah, Lerato, I mean, nah, da. We know stories are Lazaro. <laughs> we know that. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna take you back to one of the, 
a few of the stories time if if time wills a few of the stories that are in the bible we see as the tribulation of jeremiah um we see the tribulation of jeremiah jeremiah was one of the prophets um in the old testament and really he was graced by god to be used one by god as a human being who is sinful because of sinful nature of course and we see how god uses even people like david who later sins but still goes back to god and god tell, calls him the man after his heart we see how god uses people like abraham abraham who doubted god's promise by sleeping with his servant even after god had promised him a son um, but god still calls him the man of faith and so we see how jeremiah was also in a season of tribulation and trials and the reference to this is lamentations lamentations chapter 3 and just to sum it up jeremiah talks about his afflictions and how the the wrath of god has hit him like he has been tested jeremiah has 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 seen it all he has been tested honestly he's at the bottom of the barrel at this point he has seen it all he says god has turned his hand against me again and again all day long he surrounds me with bitterness and hardship chapter no verse 14 of lamenta lamentations 3 because lamentations 3 is where jeremiah talks about his tri tribulation um verse 14 he says i became the laughing stock of all my people they mock me with song all day long you know it's so challenging as a christian when people can see you suffering knowing very well Hori. When we are going, you go to church, and all your tithes go to, go to church. They know that, but now their tithes go somewhere else. They know that you are a prayer warrior, you are a prayerful woman. They know that. They know. They know. Upa, you are a prayerful girl. You, 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 you have lived a life of righteousness. They know it. Hey. There are so many people that know you. They know Hori. You pray and you thrive and you you are excelling and obeying god but your situations don't look the way people might probably think someone who walks with god should look i get it i get it some of us think when you step in into christianity then therefore all these things lack of material things you know hardships of life you are immune to them and so jeremiah is saying god there are people that are seeing me <laughs> as your prophet as someone that was called by you they are laughing at me and they are po possibly laughing at you who is my god because i continue serving you even if i have nothing to show except the wrath of life he continues explaining his situation up until he gets to verse 21 which is one of the yeah which leads to one of the famous scriptures that we know he says yet this i call to mind and therefore i have hope because of the lord's great love we are not consumed another version says it is because of the lord's mercies that we are not consumed for his compassions never fail 
um, verse 20, verse 23, it says, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. 24, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait on him. This is a very um, popular scripture. And honestly, we like quoting it when things are going well hashtag just bought a car it is because of god's message that we are not consumed i survived you know three years you know of working hard you know taxes and stuff it is because of god's mercies but knowing the context of this verse jeremiah is having a change of heart he says i acknowledge everything else that i'm going through and he's possibly saying yes god god is also aware of everything that I'm going through, but he, he says, still, still, I will call this to mind, therefore, and have hope. Even in the midst, even though I know God is allowing all these things to happen, he says, I will have hope in the Lord because it is because of God's mercies that I'm not consumed. It is because of God's mercies that I'm not living a life that I would have lived if I was not under God's hand. Sometimes you should ask yourself, well, what type of life would I have lived if I was not under God's hand? This is to both believers and non-believers because God makes a light shine to both people that believe and people that do not believe. And sometimes he shows favor to us, not because of us, but because of the prayers that our grandmothers have made. Maybe when you're not a believer, but your granny was a faithful and devoted Christian who prayed for God, please secure my kids. And God is showing favor to you. And you should ask yourself, Lord, if God had, had allowed these things to consume me, where would I be? It is because of God's mercies, Bazalani, that we are not consumed. Great is your faithfulness. God, I may lack right now, but it is because of your mercies that I am not consumed. Great is your faithfulness. God, I may not know what I will use tomorrow to go to work, but it is because of your mercies, God, that I even have a t-shirt, that I even have bread on top of my table. Great is your faithfulness. God, I may not know um, the plan for next year or how I'll be able to, 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 to succeed in whatever industry that I'm going through. But you know what, God? It is because of your mercies that I am not consumed. Great is thy faithfulness. God, I've seen people growing up with them. Some of them have gone to jail. Some of them, their lives have turned otherwise. Some are addicts. Some are slaves to sin. But I'm here, God. Even from the same environment that I grew up in, I am still here to testify that it is because of your mercies that I am not consumed. I am not going to sum up your faithfulness and only limit it to the two years that I've suffered the hardships of life and the hardships of sin. It is because of your mercies that I am not consumed because you've carried me for the number of years that I've been here. So many things happen to so many people at a young age or as we grow. But it's because of God's mercies that I'm not consumed. Reminding me of what one pastor said. He said, you know, most of us like saying, but bad things happen to bad people. But in actual fact, good things happen to bad people. In Waikitina, we think we are good. We are good people. 
but we're not. If you were to take an audit of your life, you'll realize what actually no Lerato, you're not a good person. In as much as you post Bible verses, but there are certain things that you say that are not showing of God's love, that are judgmental, that are not a reflection of who God is. So as in as much as when you do not sin, like other people, you do not drink or you do not uh, have sex before marriage or whatever it is, but it doesn't make you better. You are still bad, but God still loves you even in your bad. Hallelujah. Um, your time is not on our side, but the but the final final verse, final story that I want to reference, Bazalwan is the story of the Israelites that we see in Jeremiah. So now Jeremiah, um, in Jeremiah chapter, let me see. Hey, let me not quote the things that are not here. God help me. <laughs> in Jeremiah chapter 29, this is also one of the famous chapters and famous scriptures. Jeremiah chapter 29, we see that um, the Israelites have been taken from Jerusalem to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar, one of the the, the kings then um, in the Old Testament, King Nebuchadnezzar. And God has allowed this. He's very specific in saying that I have allowed this to happen. So now he gives a letter. He, he, he speaks to Jeremiah and Jeremiah writes a letter, um, that is to be sent to the, to exile, to Babylon. He says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, the God of Israel. This is Jeremiah chapter 29 for those that are lost. Um, to all of those I carried into ex, exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Ne? Listen to verse 4. No, verse 4, it says, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from where? From Jerusalem to Babylon. He says, I, he allowed it to happen. He says, Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce, marry and have sons. Um, sons and daughters, find wives for your sons. Find wives, yo, find wives for your sons and give your daughters into marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number and do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Mudimu, we are in exile. You've allowed us, you've, you've allowed the Babylonians to, to put us here in exile. He says, guys, Pauline, I'm not going to take you out of there. In actual fact, expand, multiply, stay there, above it, seek the peace and prosperity of the city that you're in. God is saying to some people, I'm not going to take you out of that situation. I know you've been praying for years. I need you to seek the peace of that situation. I'm not going to take you out. He says, yes, um, pray for the Lord. No, pray to the Lord for this because if it prospers, you also prosper. Some of you guys, you just, you need to learn how to celebrate the people that you admire and the people that you feel God has blessed and has neglected you. That's where your, 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 your prosperity will come in celebrating others. Some of you, yes, you desire A, B, C, and D and you feel like, yo, God, you whatever you are doing to the next person. I get it. There's a common saying where I see what God is doing to others. 
maybe you unlocking your prosperity as in you giving God a chance to do that unto you requires you celebrating other people and praying for them and thanking God for them. Sometimes you should applause, applaud other people and the God that the work that God is doing in the life of other people, even though when you are in lack, because that will bring prosperity unto you. And then as it continues, guys, um, because of time, uh, we skip to 10, chap uh, verse 10 of this chapter, um, Jeremiah 29. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed, not two, two days, guys, 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promises to bring you back to this place. Isn't that days? 70 years and then verse 11 for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future verse 12 then you will call on me and come and pray to me and i will listen to you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart i will be found by you declares the lord and i will bring you back from captivity i will gather you from all the nations and places where i have banished you declares the lord and i will bring you back to the place from which i carried you into exile so the 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 trick is in the waiting and what do you do when you're waiting when you're waiting for god to redeem that situation when you're waiting for god to to come through in his, in his promise, you celebrate, you pray, and you seek the peace of that situation. In every situation, guys, ask yourself, God, what are you do? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to reveal in this situation? What, where can I serve? What, what can I do, Lord? Prosperity uh, uh, it comes from Amadolo in us serving, in us serving God. God. God's kingdom is an upside down kingdom. You cannot make your way up if you've never been down. Um, he says he 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 exalts the humble. So if you humble yourself by the side of the Lord, he will lift you up. He says when the praises go up, his blessings come down. That's the type of kingdom that we're working with here. And Jesus has demonstrated that, that to, to us. Jesus was a servant. Um, in as much as he was God, but he also served. He also he also paid his dues, and the very same Jesus has gone through the hardships of life. Even worse, he was beaten up, bruised for our trespasses. Nothing he has ever done. He has never sinned. He experienced everything. He wept, and he was also at a point where he was like, "Father, I hear and I see what you're doing. If it was possible." I would say remove it, but I know it's not your will. So may your will be done. So in summary, Bazalan, seek God's will. Exalt God's will and seek him first in everything that he's doing. Yes, situations might be bad. Situations will be bad. Unfortunately, this is the, the corrupt life that we've entered after sin. But trust and believe life gets better with christ life gets better with christ life gets better with christ and so for those of you that have lost hope this is reassurance to you to say it gets better it gets better um there's a song that says i can't think if i could sing i would sing 
but it says Magi Hambi Let me walk all the days of my life with you. <laughs> Guys, don't laugh at my voice. Um but so find comfort. Find comfort in God. He's always there. I don't know. From all the these examples, maybe you might pinpoint your situation currently. Find comfort in God. Find comfort in God. Seek the peace of that situation as you wait upon the Lord. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you that you are bringing us peace. I thank you that you are giving us comfort, Lord God. And Father, you are reminding us of your undying love for us, Lord God. No situation, nothing can separate us from from, from your love. Neither angel in heaven, no demon on hell, no, no, no situation can separate us from your love and we thank you for your love that is abandoned for love that for your love that is eternal for your favor upon our lives that has carried us Mudumaga, through situations that were dire where we could have died lord god we thank you for your favor that also redirected us from situations that we could have entered that would have consumed us we say if it hadn't been for your mercy and your grace we would have been consumed great Great, great is your faithfulness, Lord God. We honor you, Father. I also pray for whoever, Father, that is listening to this podcast that is has no relationship with God and is not yet saved. Father, we ask that that you reveal yourself to this person, God, that they may get to know the depth of who you are as Christ and Lord, and that they may be able to 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 get a share in this inheritance that you've promised for them, and that they may be able to experience life in abundance on earth as it is in heaven father we glorify you and we magnify you now and forever amen thank you guys hello there thank you for tuning into the jesus cast with joseph m we hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon. Our prayer is that the word fulfills you, that it increases your faith as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>